I started a regular practice of meditation a few years ago to really help with my work as an emergency surgeon. Uh, I was aware of the benefits and in fact there's over 3,000, maybe 3,500 uh, published um, papers on the benefits of meditation. But the reason that I teach meditation is not for benefits that can be quantified by uh, medical research, but because of the experiential benefit that uh, meditation has given me. The fact that this practice first described over two and a half thousand years ago, probably going on for longer, has stood the test of time. The fact that there's uh, meditative aspects in all the great world traditions um, says something about the benefit and the power of meditation and mindfulness. I think the word mindfulness is a little bit of a misnomer because just the words mindful suggests that that's a state that we should be aiming for. It's really closer to mind emptying, but in, in fact, uh, as I've said before, you can't empty your thoughts, you can't stop your thoughts. But the one thing that we do have power over is attention, and you have uh, control over where you direct your attention, whether you choose to direct them onto your thoughts or not. So one can think of um, the modern way of thinking, the compulsive thinking that occurs within modern society uh, as a bad habit, really. It's uh, not something that that is destined to happen, but it's something that occurs for a number of reasons. There's many, many things um, in modern life to direct our attention away from, from the peace of being in the present moment. Uh, all that's there in social media, in the news, modern life, Mindfulness really is to it's about slowing down and, and learning where to direct one's attention. And one of the one of the best way to make a start is just just to sit still and just see how powerful these thoughts are when you just sit still for a moment and you become quiet. Those who don't meditate at this point um, of becoming quiet, they, they realise that uh, the, the thought processes are really quite thick and these processes are going continually So how, how do these arise? How does this bad habit occur? Thoughts, the thoughts that we have, 
the verbal thoughts that we have that arise, the the commentary that arises in, in our mind. Those th- thoughts arise at around the same time as speech. But speech is something that we um, have control over. Whereas thoughts, uh, once the process of thinking starts, verbalizing, mental imagery and so on, it takes, it gets a momentum of its own and it um, can sometimes appear to be connected to the processes, the, the things, the events around you uh, at other times. Uh, it seems completely random. And in, in fact, if you sit down with your thoughts, you'll find that majority of the time the thoughts are random and incoherent and not related to current events or situations. Uh, but the mind, the intellectual mind, grasps one of these thoughts, just a single one, and then uh, constructs an intelligible story out of it. And uh, this process often goes unrecognized with the majority of people. And it's this unrecognized thinking which causes a background, and I will describe this as a resistance, but this is uh, essentially something that's felt within the body, something that uh, is recognized as feeling, as being uncomfortable you may not have an awareness of what's causing this resistance, but it's usually uh, as a result of a thought that's gone unrecognized and uh, unaware, unchallenged. Not that you need to challenge your thoughts, just to recognize that they're occurring and to also appreciate the nonsense of them in the vast majority of cases. Now, I say the vast majority, I'd say 99.9% of um, the thoughts in the normal waking day are completely useless and about point one percent of thoughts may be inspired and genuinely useful and those thoughts you are not going to forget anyway so really it's useful to uh, learn to direct uh, attention elsewhere and attention and the training of attention is something that's so poorly taught not just in schools but in life um uh, I'm a great example. I, I used to think that my my um, excessive thinking, my ability to think about many things at once, or so I thought, was a, a badge of honour, and in fact it isn't. It, it, if there's one thing that mindfulness has taught me is to just, whatever you're doing at that moment, whatever it may be, just give it your full attention. If it's thinking, then just give your thoughts your full attention. Um, whatever it is, just do one thing at a time. Uh, if you want to, to be happy and be at peace, just whatever you're doing in that moment, just give it your full attention. And that is meditation. Meditation can be anything that you're doing as long as you're giving it your full attention and by giving something your full attention 
you're taking the attention off the thoughts, which are going, going to be happening in the background anyway. You just don't have to direct your attention to them. There's always a temptation, of course, to reject the negative thoughts, to try and push them away and uh, maybe hold on to the more positive thoughts. But in fact, the holding on to positive thoughts and, uh, uh, again, it's uh, taking away from the present moment, uh, anticipating usually a, a future event or maybe thinking back on a past event. And you can see how thinking about past events isn't going to be particularly helpful. It, it doesn't serve any purpose. It just creates psychological time, elongates time, as does uh, projecting um, a happy event in the future as well. It does take you away. It may not be happiness in the present moment, but there is peace in the present moment. The happiness that you may feel from this this uh, scenario you're creating about a future event, um, it, it's transient and it's not actually real. Uh, uh, and, and the mind knows it, and it isn't going to be a source of lasting peace for any length of time, to be honest. Once this is recognised, I think we all start taking steps forward just to uh, recognise the absurdity of the, the thinking process. So thoughts, uh, they ha take on a momentum of their own. And the the other thing that they do is they recruit the sensations of our body, usually sensations felt in the chest or the abdomen, which make the thoughts that much more convincing and give it the flavour of an emotion, which is essentially a thought combined with a body sensation. But with awareness left on it, it is recognised that it is just merely just thoughts arising, harmless thoughts, uh, recruiting harmless body sensations. So in the normal day, these thoughts are happening all the time and for the vast majority of us, they go unrecognised and unchallenged and are the source of, for want of a better word, and for a word that encompasses a number of conditions, I'm going to use suffering, which may be anxiety, maybe misery, maybe sadness. All of this uh, is uh, as a result of our thinking process. So what we need to do is just to recognise this and just to stop it from time to time. And many people recognise the importance of this and many companies such as Apple as well as others have put timers onto smartphones um, so we can stop and we can take that moment to breathe consciously. 
And breathing consciously means to give your full attention to every aspect of breathing, the sights, smells, sounds, tastes, everything, the mechanics of the breathing, how it makes you feel, how one breath varies from one to the next, all of this just to be interested and attentive. And if you do that um, for 10 conscious breaths, every hour it will make a huge difference it will make a huge difference um and that is meditation because you're giving your full attention to your breathing and you're stopping the 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 unchecked uh train of thoughts which would go on from the start of the waking day till the end now all of the huge benefits uh, I noticed in with meditation did start arising uh, after I started practicing daily. And if uh, if anyone is serious about learning meditation with me, uh, I'm, I'm happy to teach everyone. But the one thing that I do always ask is whether they're ready to to commit to a daily practice because I really don't think you're going to one is going to benefit uh, without this being a habit because this compulsive thinking is a habit. You need a habit to to reverse that process of compulsive thinking or the attention um, that we give to it unrecognized. Very early on, when people start, uh, and these, this is recognised, and there's objective changes uh, that can be seen on MRI scans and uh, brain flow studies on starting a regular practice. When you first start to meditate, you will notice that you are lost in thoughts. And at this stage, it's important to have an anchor to go back to. And usually it is the breathing. Now, um, the first time you meditate, you may, if you're meditating for five or 10 minutes, you may go for the full five or 10 minutes and be completely lost in thought and only recognize that you're lost in thought at the end of the session when you realize that you hadn't been giving attention to your breathing at all. But in subsequent sessions, that recognition will come earlier. Every time you recognize that you're lost in thought, go back to the anchor, which is breathing, which is your breathing or, or whatever anchor you choose to use. And it is this recognition of being lost in thought that I think is responsible for the changes that you can see on uh, MRI scan in terms of the brain density and the uh, the changes you can see on the blood flow imaging in particular areas of the brain, that recognition of being lost in thought is can be... It's very similar to that experience of being aware of being aware. You are aware that you are lost in thought. 
and uh, some some <laughs> I forget the name of a neurologist uh, described it as doing a, a bicep curl for the brain. So every time you recognize you're lost in thought, this is something monumental that's going um, on in your brain and you're getting that little bit closer to reversing that habit of excessive compulsive thinking. I haven't really, um, we don't really have time for a guided meditation this morning. I have been talking a little bit about um, mindfulness. I hope you realise that anything that you do can be a meditation if you give it your full attention. Anything. And if you make everything you do a meditation, then uh, well, you'll have to see for yourself. <laughs> um, see you tomorrow morning.